Coming up on Thor Lasso Sports. I have not walked in the I have not walked in the many rooms in my life where I felt like I was the least country person. What's up? What's baby? happening? How's everybody doing tonight? It's good. Man, what? We had a good guest last week, but I think this week, I think it might top it. Yeah, it's like a local legend. A local legend. Local legendary hey, family line. State champion in the house. State champion. You guys are searching. I can tell you that. I, I am a state champion. We're searching you here. We are. We are a state champion. I will say that. In case you didn't know, people who are not here from Brunswick County watching us. All like four of you. <laughs> West Brunswick High School head football coach, Mr. Brett Hickman. How you guys doing? <laughs> I have not walked in the I have not walked in the many rooms in my life where I felt like I was the least country person. <laughs> welcome. welcome, welcome, welcome. I mean, I'm from the city, Shalot, Ocean yeah. Island. You guys are the Ash guys, yeah. and the Ash Calabash, Ash Calabash. You know, out yeah. there where that's yeah. okay. You know, you got Brian back here. He's a he's an Ash boy now. Oh yeah, he's so. Ash boy then. Are we? Ash boy I mean, now. I've been always been Ash boy. Yeah, I mean, we're <laughs> day one. For those yeah. of us who grew up in, I guess the the less country part of Brunswick County, you know, that's that not. Line. It's not going. Oh, I still got it. You know, when when we went to school, I went to Supply Elementary, even though right. we lived at Ocean Isle, because my mom taught there, and a bunch of my buddies, you know, Michael Lancaster and that crew, they might yeah. they might even be watching. You know, I got I got tight with the Barnum Town crew, I hear you. and they uh, they talk unlike anybody around yeah. here. Yeah, got so, that right, yeah. brother. You know, so I, I think that's why my twing is a little bit more um, Br- Brunswick County than, like, even my brothers, you yeah. know. So I'm, one of the first questions, I ain't going to ask you about football, Kevin. We're getting that later. How does it feel to have a brother in your family as, as just – who can sign? Not just say sign. That, that boy can sign. Yeah, Will's yeah. pretty good. Will's yeah. pretty good. No, he can really – you know what's funny is, is like, my dad plays guitar, but like, I wouldn't classify any of us as real musical. Right. And Will's just always had that gift. I don't. I don't know if it was kind of being the only child until mom and dad decided <laughs> they wanted to have me and Sam. But he was always the showman. Right. If you will, you know, we've got right. home videos of like when Sam and I are little babies, but Will's always trying to make sure he grabs the attention. You know it. And that uh, man can sing. Though. I can't. So Come on, you man. know, you, and you've got to look up. A- Got a and Sam might be worse than all of us. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I've heard Sam saying <laughs> not, not very good. Yeah, but bad. yeah, and I'm sure they might be watching live or weighing in here soon. But yeah. you know, if if they're not, you know, I'm 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 not talking anything revolutionary. <laughs> Will's really good, you know, right. and, and he that's a passion of his. And he's got his daughter who who sings with him all the time yeah. on Facebook. I don't know if y'all see that. but I've seen it, yeah. You know, the the good Lord gave him a gift that... Uh, it's like all three of y'all really got gifts of something. Like, Sam's really good at, like, writing. You know. What am I good at? Being really? a football coach. Really? You're an amazing football coach. And you're a better football coach than I am, so, I, I mean, there's that. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> West Brunswick football has struggled the past mm, five to ten, ten years. And it's like, when you came back, it, the whole... Community. Community of... Down here around Ocean Isle Beach, Supply, Cedar Grove, Ash, the whole area, man. Just like, it's like somebody shot an adrenaline, man, like to the heart. It's like all the kids. But it's well, like, here we go. Let's we go. all we all get a little too much credit, you know, when you're a head coach. We've been really fortunate. Our principal, who's retiring here in the next two weeks, Rhonda Benton, as, um, you know, when, when she had a chance to interview me, I guess, two years ago, you know, we shared a vision, and I think all football coaches really 
understand that it's not about you. It's, you know, we've got a little bit of an uptick in talent, certainly. You know, our kids have bought into what we want to do. But, you know, most importantly, we, in addition to that talent, uh, she's helped get really good assistant coaches in the, in the school building because it's one thing to volunteer. It's another thing to get guys who see the kids during the school day. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, really fortunate right now, we've actually just hired two more. I've got six former head coaches on my staff. That is awesome. That's good. That's so it, awesome. it makes and, – and they're the right kind of former head coaches. They're yeah. the guys who don't want to do it anymore, but they know the headaches, so they yeah. try and help you out. And, That's good. You know, it's yeah, made a big really difference in where we're at, but – you know, all the credit goes to them and, and, and the players because they're the ones, you know, I Doing haven't, all I haven't completed a pass since 2003. And I think, <laughs> I think the last two I threw were completed to the wrong team. Right, so, right. you know, it's um, players, assistant coaches is what we always say. Gotcha. Ashton, Ashton wants to know if your hat came with the free bowl of soup. Ashton. The Bryson DeChambeau look. Man, why, why, dude, you, why you got to hate on me? Don't you understand that I am and will be always the greatest there is, the greatest there was. But you don't like Brett the, the Hitman. You can't say that you don't like yeah, Brett the Hitman. I don't like Brett Hitman, but he's straight okay. facts. That's facts about me. Okay. That's not the one who, that's not the heart that died. No, that was, that was Owen. Owen. Yeah. yeah. But he wasn't being Owen Hart when he died. No, he was being the blue, blue, blue Phoenix blazer. Or blazer. Yeah. I was actually watching that pay per view when that happened. That was, that was terrible. Hey, Drew, Drew Sellers said you used to kill Tim McGraw on the way to high school. Oh, I loved Tim McGraw. We were, Drew and I rode to school together every day, but it didn't sound good. You know, it's funny. Maybe that's so what I meant by one of our One of our best friends is a guy named Jordan Ivey, and Jordan was notoriously bad at butchering lyrics. And y'all remember the song Indian Outlaw? Oh, yeah. Mm. Have Cherokee and Choctaw. Yeah, I'm not sure Jordan knew the tribes very well. <laughs> so it, was, uh, it was pretty rough riding to school or riding around with him. And That's awesome. But, you know, I mean, it's funny. Drew had, like, Tim McGraw's greatest hits, which, I mean, that was, like, halfway through Tim yeah. McGraw's career. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. uh, I'm not as young as I look, sadly. But he... Uh, I think I can still remember like it was I like it I love it don't yeah. take the girl and then Indian Outlaw and we would get through at least three on the way from Ocean Isle to West Brunswick so. I got you. and <laughs> I, I will share this story so um, Drew so had Drew this is about the time I, I think it was DMX was starting to get really <laughs> popular and um, <clears throat> Drew's father who is in heaven now is a great man named Donald Sellers. And I think, I can't remember if it was Drew's dad or his mom got into his Tacoma one day. <laughs> and uh, the li- the lyrics were explicit, oh, yes. as they say. Yes. And I think that burnt CD wound up on 179 somewhere. Drew said 3-6 Mafia. Uh, 3-6 Mafia. DMX was before that. Jamar Stevens said he caught you rapping Tupac before. Oh. Yeah, well, I probably hit some California love before in my life, too. <laughs> I had some street cred with the brothers. I'll say that. You yeah. 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 yeah, but I wasn't very good at that. I might have been a better rapper than a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, last year I'm going to give you props because I don't know, you know, you're the head coach, so I really don't know where you put your time in because, you know, each coach does his own. You got defense coordinator, offense coordinator. Sure. D-line coach, offense line. But that defense you had last year, that reminded me so much of when I was in school in the 90s. The, the 90s? 90s the 1890s? 92. Shut up. All I got to say is them banners just hanging up there. That was when I was there. So just shut your mouth. Were you on the team? No, I was okay. in the stands. <laughs> I was a buck 50. I was just, just checking. I was, was, was on the baseball field. Cheerleader. 
Well. But I have never seen a team that moved to the ball and rallied to the ball like that team did. That team in the 90s, they had pure talent and they were studs. These guys, you have a couple of studs without a shadow of a doubt, but they played more team defense than I've ever seen in my life. Well, I think that's credit. I think when we came here, you know, and you mentioned the struggles, I guess, of the previous decade or whatever it had been, um, you know, they didn't struggle scoring points. You yeah. know, you'd look and they'd win a game 32-28 to 28 or – you know, they'd lose a game 42 to 35. And I, I just fundamentally don't believe at the high school level that you can be really good without building a championship defense. So, you know, it's funny in the interview process when they started talking about tangible football things, I, I said that's the first thing we've got to get fixed here and the offense will come later. And, um, you know, we're still not where I want to be offensively. And I'll be honest, those kids started getting real greedy about halfway through the year of, you know, if we gave up seven points, they yeah. started getting mad, which which you like to see yeah. as a coach because oh, yeah. it means the culture is kind of starting to change. Yeah, it's starting to develop. And, you know, for instance, JB and, and DeAndre Claire, to, who were, you know, two of our best players, obviously. And, they, you know, going on, JB's going on to East Carolina. And DeAndre was really a vital part of our football team last year. Amazing. Well, yeah, great player, great high school player. And, um, you know, we, we kind of called the dogs off on the homecoming game. We were up 33 to nothing. And, uh, you know, we, we put our, our some of our backups in or our young kids who were in the eight-quarter deal. And, uh, you know, as Topsville des- decided they wanted to go down in the two-minute drill after we had, you know. Pretty much called the dogs. Yeah, you know, you got some of your starters trying to run back on the field late in the game. Yeah, I remember you that. you act mad, but really it excites you yeah. that it means that much to them. You know, I to get shutouts. So. I remember that. Yeah. They were mad, boy. Well, you know, the thing that you don't know, like Jabian's three hundred pounds, and we feed them. So if they get a <laughs> shutout, you know, my man was gonna get his chicken bog or whatever the yeah. whatever the meal was that week. Chicken. So, Ball. Y'all hear that uh, yeah, ball. We're, we're pretty Brunswick County in our football program too, <laughs> so right. we feed them on Tuesday, and the defense made sure that they they got their shutout to maybe throw a little bit of extra nana pudding in there or something. Okay. So we gave them credit for it. So I think we had four shutouts, and then Ashley scored a safety, which is really scoring on your offense, and then Topsville scored late. So I mean, it was a great year defensively. Yeah, the, but the only team that I seen that y'all. And you, you play with you met him in the playoffs. You met him regular season. The New Hanover playoff game, man, that game was. I watched. I couldn't be there at the game. I was. I was sure. taking the kids and we was watching online through Facebook Live. Thanks to ATMC. Shout out to the voice of the Trojans, Sam yes. Hickman and Jake Holmes. <laughs> yeah, but I was saying I was on the edge of my feet because y'all were battling with it. It's just like a play here, a play there, and and it's 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 a whole different ball game. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think nobody held them like that except. West well, we didn't give ourselves a chance to win in the regular season game. We had made two critical mistakes in the kicking game and given them yeah. short fields and, and credit them. Obviously, they had a great year. They went 13-2. and two. In the playoff game, it was nip and tuck, and, and we were able to play – we were able to play defense the way um, we wanted to play. But, you know, like I said, you know, we, we did – we have fixed the culture on defense. I think we'll continue to be good on that side of the yeah. ball. I really do, you know, but – like I said, when when I said we wanted to go in there and fix it, yeah, you know, the plan was for me to originally call it, you know, because most of my background in college football was on that side of the ball as a, as a defensive coordinator 
for a year at North Greenville and then a linebacker coach and then a, a defensive GA at, at East Carolina. So I thought that was important, but then we hired Caleb Pardue, who he actually calls the defense and does an incredible job. And yeah. if he wants to be a head coach here sooner rather than later, we'll lose him. Yeah. You know, that's going to happen when you hire oh, yeah. people. And, um, you get a bill check. But, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, you can't do it without getting that, assistance. That'll be up to him, but I'm still pretty involved, especially with those defensive backs. Yeah. So – you know that was about last year. Um, you got a couple of studs, and you, all your kids are great. Because I'm gonna tell you, anybody that goes out to a public high school and they put in the work through basically year round, especially in the summertime, they go two a days, three a days. Because you know it's not they're not supposed to be there because y'all can't be on the field with them, you can't be coaching them. But they hit the weight room five days a week. Sure. Any kid that goes out like that, they I call them a stud. Yeah. And but you've got two guys who really have a chance to play D one D one football, and that's Manny Hankins and Connor Wheeler. I think it's the name Carter White. Carter White. I'm sorry, I apologize for that. But I watched Carter White last year as a sophomore. That youngin is a man child, yeah. and Manny is just he looks like a freak athlete. I remember I actually my son played Pop Warner football in Bronx County, and Manny was on his team. We played for the Chiefs. And we, all we do with him, they never kick the ball to us because Manny sure. would get it and take it to the house. <laughs> sure. And we'd always run sweeps with Manny. And, dude, he'd get the ball. It, you couldn't. It's like, bye. Yeah, he's a gifted kid. You know, I, I think the thing that excites you most about both those kids is you got them for two more years. You know, yeah. they're both 2022s. Wow. So, um, it, they'll certainly be a, a staple of what we do, Manny on the offensive side of the ball and then Carter defensively. But our senior class this year is going to have a chance. They've got some guys who will have a chance to go off and play, um, you know, pending that they take care of the things they need to take care of in the classroom. Yeah. You know, Malachi Hewitt, it, it, he immediately comes to mind at corner. You know, yes. he's a Division he, One player. He I mean, is. i seen that last and, year. And, uh, you know, it just it doesn't show out because – they don't throw his way. Exactly. And the it's, beneficiary yeah. of that is you've got another really good corner on the other side of the ball named Amarion Reed, who yeah. is actually now third on the school's all-time interceptions list. It's, People it's don't, some, I, I, I remember watching that so, last year. I was like, they're not even throwing it. It's like the Patrick Peterson effect. Yeah, I mean, they you don't, know, they don't throw it now, and then they think they can throw over the top of Amarion, and, you know, he's actually got seven or eight picks over the last two years. And, and then in the middle, if somebody makes a mistake, you know, you've got Patrick Vereen and, and uh, Johnny Magby back there at safety. So it's, we've been pretty – got studs, man. we got some good players. Got pro, studs. And, and then, you know, the next kind of deep – the next D lineman in line is a kid named Heisen Hussein who played really well for us as a sophomore or a junior last year year but he's he's a guy he didn't get the notoriety of the McCray cousins right. but you know we think he's going to be due for a really big year so you're going to be really good with him up front and then all four of those guys that I mentioned on the back end with Patrick and Johnny and Mal and Amari on um, but yeah Carter Carter will certainly be the linchpin of that second level yeah um, you know and uh, you Carter, are you going to try to play him at, at line? You going to keep him a linebacker? He'll be the, the end no, he'll be the Mike linebacker. <laughs> He's a. Uh, um, I think probably some of this comes from my dad. I think you got to be really strong up the middle in high school football. So yes. I've typically played um, our best D lineman. I like to play at nose tackle, pending that he's big enough. And then you know at Mike linebacker with what we do. Um, you know, Carter's not a one-gap linebacker. He's a two-gap. You know, he yeah. can play from C-gap to C-gap and, and do a lot of things. And, and um, you know, we had a heart-to-heart -heart at the end of the year of, you know, 
you can be that guy from A to B gap or whatever, but you know, for you to make yourself marketable in recruiting, you got to get faster. You got to be get quicker. And he looks like a different kid right now. I mean, he's really? lost about ten or fifteen pounds of that. You know, I don't I don't mean this in a bad way, but a baby fat, baby fat, yeah. because you grow up. You know, you're not a man at fifteen. No. You can become a man at sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. And you know, I think the thing that excites you most about him is the the ability on the field matches the transcript. You That's know, he's, awesome. he's ranked in the top five of his high school class. That's so really good. that is really good. You know, they'll all have an opportunity. I mean, there's there's five or six kids. I I don't get just excited yeah, about Javian. I mean, I get excited about Matthew Clemens yeah. who went to play at oh, North yeah. Carolina Wesleyan or, or whatever the case may be. I just want kids to have the opportunity that if they want to go off and get an education that they can get it. So, you know, and we'll, we'll yeah. have that, you know. That's one thing I've classes. seen with um, Coach Fletcher. One thing I say about Coach Fletcher is like he sat down with every football player he had and he done sure. his best to get them something, some kind of somewhere to go. And he's got, from what I understand, Coach Fletcher had great connections with the college ranks. Yeah, certainly. Some of that is probably the fact that I he had coached it. Coach Fletcher had came – to, to, when he came my senior year, he coached at East Tennessee State. Was his job right before he came to West Brunswick, and then um, he had actually been at ETSU for five or six years. And then before that, he had GA'd and been an assistant coach at Lenore Ryan. So we had both had we had both had uh, I guess ten years at the Division Two and the Division F, they call it FCS now. It would have been one AA when he coached. So it does help, you know. It helps having kind of that rolodex of people that trust you. For instance, William McRaney signed at another really good high school player that we're gonna miss. He signed at uh, Gardner Webb where I was. Awesome. Now it's under a new staff, but. You know, the opportunity for that kid who had no scholarship offers going into his senior year to earn that is a $50,000. $50, sorry, my mom's calling me. Mom, I can't answer right now. <laughs> a $50,000 a year um, education. So pretty pleased with that. Yeah. I, man, it's, it's, I just, like I said, man, it is absolutely phenomenal. And I know it's got to feel good as a coach that you see kids not only do good on the football field, but they carry it over to the classroom, and then from the classroom they carry it home to the community and stuff like that. That's got to make you feel good. Well, I think that's why we do what we do. I think if you're in this for for any reason, have we lost connection here? No. Okay. I didn't know if we were worried or something. No, I think we all do this, you know, for – it's definitely not for the money, and I'm certainly not disparaging us, but, you know, teachers – Good teachers don't do it for that, and good coaches don't do it for that. You yeah. know, I mean, I think I think um, I've probably became a better coach after I had children, and you yeah. start seeing them as somebody's son, and and you know that that young man is is a son to a mother and a father. Um, you know, and my fate's obviously very important to me. Yeah, and I, I don't hide that. I try not to break rules or whatever, but I think. You know, when, when you phenomenal. when you forgive kids when they make mistakes because they're not perfect yeah. and you realize your imperfections. And if you think about your lowest moment in life and what Jesus does for Come you on. every time, That's you right. know, when you start thinking of kids like that, there you, go. you know, I, I think the easiest thing to do is I'm going to kick them off the team or you're going to kick them off the team. Well, what good are you doing? And yeah. there becomes a point of no return. I mean, I've had to dismiss two or three. Um, but, you know, by and large, I, I – I would rather suspend you for a ball game and keep you engrossed, engrossed in the family and engrossed in the culture of what we that try and awesome. do. That is awesome. I just, 
Me personally, I just want to thank you. Yeah. Like I told you before, I've said a thousand times. I just want to thank you. But um, so what is your feelings about? You know, how does this affect? First of all, let me how I'm gonna phrase this question. <laughs> As a kid going to his senior year, you know, and you know, you've got a great player. Say, say you're a high school player, and you're, you know, you're coaching down, in, you know, six A Florida, or whatever. Sure. And all right, they move. Move to high school. Like, you see the kids now, the Dudley and stuff like that, the ones that's already committed to Carolina, UNC Chapel Hill, best college in the world. Um, they've committed to Carolina, but they've moved high school football to February. Do you see those kids playing, or do you see them? Why would you take that chance if you're a kid? I'll be honest. I, when you're talking about the high-level FBS kid, most of those kids have already committed, and they're right. probably going to enroll in January. Excuse me, and this does this will not hurt us this year. It would have last year because Javian had already signed at East Carolina, so he would have gone off and not been a part of it. But when you take the high school coach winning and losing out of it, uh, Kernersville Glenn has yeah. two young men, Javari Ritzy and and Rara Dealworth. Yep. They're both committed okay. to Carolina yep. to play. And I saw an article with their high school coach, and he said, "No, man, don't don't stay around. It's not worth." seven games to do this but it was important and i i think that's i think that's the textbook high school coach is yeah. of what we should do we should we should we should suggest to do what's best for the kid in those circumstances that's yes. what i really believe in and you know obviously i haven't been put in that situation mm -hmm. but why it was so important to i like i'm all on board with spring football i have no problems with it given there's so many layers to it, yeah. you know, for the fact of if we're not going to be able to play in front of people, the financials of high school football really help your entire athletic department survive. Definitely. Yes. And it's more important to me to give the same opportunity to the tennis and the golf player or the women's soccer player or the lacrosse player or whatever than it is the Javian McRae who's already been afforded that opportunity. So we need to find a way – not for the Javians of the world who have already got their scholarship. Yeah. We got to find the way for the Heisens or the Malachi's or the Johnny Magbys yes. a chance to play at some point, whether or not it's right. the fall or the spring, because those are the guys who don't have offers yet. Yeah. How is that going to affect you as a football coach? Because most of your high school athletes, they they don't only just play football; they play basketball, they play baseball, and they come out with us have. The state high school association, now they come out with a way to – so those kids can be able to play both sports. Yeah, well, I mean, the calendar came out last week and you know, gives me a chance to publicly commend Q Tucker and her staff for, for what they've done because this is an impossible situation. Yeah, it was – yeah. I mean, when you, when you sit down here and you layer it, you know, the easy thing to sit there and say is – well, let's just cancel fall sports like we did spring and let's pick up basketball in the winter or whatever yeah. and let's play the spring sports. But, I mean, when you start looking at budgets, okay, who's going to fork over and play for pay for the baseball umpires or the lacrosse referees or, you know, the additional equipment that – I mean, you got – and I'm certainly not trying to pump up football, but the yeah. high school football experience is Americana in itself. And yes. when you go on a Friday night – and you go and you have no tie to the school outside yes. of your daughter being a student. But yeah. I've got 60 young men. 
if they're mama and daddy and somebody else, you times that by three, that's 180 tickets. Yeah. Yes. You've got 20 cheerleaders times that by three, that's 60. So, I mean, that's whatever, 240 tickets. Then you have every member of the band Man. and their mama and their daddy. Yep. So, in the end, and you times those 500 people or whatever by and then six. The visiting people come into then them. you have the parents and the families of the visiting players and visiting cheerleaders just by sheer number of people. You're going to get more mamas, daddies, uh, brothers, sisters, family friends, church friends. Yes. And then the, the, the idea that it's football. I mean, this country is obsessed with the idea oh, yes. of going and watching a football game. Yes. And, and the, but it's not, it's not just the football game on Friday night. It's the band before the game, and it's yes. the band at halftime. It's the dance team. It's the cheerleaders. Yeah. And high school football brings in – we played four home football games last year, okay, because we lost the North Myrtle Beach game due to Dorian. And we yes. – I mean, that's $40,000. Yeah. yeah. And and that provides the avenues for what is really important, which is the experience for anybody in the student body who wants to play. Yeah. You know, and football, does it drive the bus financially? Yes. And I go back to like what Miss Benton said when I asked her in our interview process when we first got here was, okay, what's your vision? And her vision was packed out crowd on homecoming, like you said. Yep. And it was. And waving the flags and people starting to wear Kelly green around here like they've been doing and her hashtag Trojan pride campaign that is going to be her lasting legacy as the principal. Mm, I agree with that. And I had to, she's a smart lady, obviously. (laughs) I mean, I mean, but you don't get that on Friday nights going three and seven. No, you don't get it going four and six. You have to have the resources of, okay, Brett, here we're hiring you to be the head football coach but this is how we're going to supply you with the resources that we're not talking about talent you know that's going to ebb and flow guys we're going to have years where we don't have the manny hankins or we don't have a ton of seniors last year that left you i I looked on the board you know they got 23 yeah it was i was like holy cow yeah this is a great group of kids too they were amazing i remember senior night i was like it's two hours long, and they they honestly had to cut it short because the dumpers like. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Come on, man! It's senior night. Don't Give us a break. don't remind me that they're leaving." <laughs> I mean, I love those kids, and the, you know those kids probably fought me a little bit those first four or five months that I got here yeah. in a sense that you know they had been they had been good on the JV team, they had won the conference, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time. You can be 15 and be really good, but if they wouldn't have bought into the weight room and bought into the way we were going to do things, a, 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 a really good 16-year-old that's talented but hadn't bought in, he's going to start getting beat by grown men. Oh, yeah. And those kids really bought into us. What an unbelievable group of parents of, of that bunch. I mean, like our banquet, I text – I'm going to forget somebody, but Jennifer Dempsey, whose son played offensive line for us, uh, Bossy and Michelle Clemens, mm-hmm. um, Nancy Simmons, Melissa Wilkes, guys. I swear I'm not forgetting you. Um, <laughs> that's why I shouldn't start rattling off names. But like there, the banquet, you know. Okay, this is Jenny McCall. That you know she comes to my mind. See, you see what I got to put up with. I, I, I'm sorry to. They said the interview's before. interesting. I just want to know what BJ's got on his head. Look, for all y'all that don't know, this is my new headgear. Forever. If you watch golf. Oh, it's I got a DeChambeau. blue one. Why didn't you tell me I could have worn my Carolina blue one? Right, we'll do it next week. All right. This is Bryson DeChambeau. If you watch golf, which probably half of y'all do not, three quarters of you don't. He BJ can barely a, spell he golf. He hits it a mile. Mm-hmm. He hits it a mile, and he's, he's, he's got his philosophy. 
Hit it just as far as you can hit it, and then go out there and chip it and put it. That's it. Everybody else tries these placement shots. He tried to hit over the trees and goes through trees and plays out the woods. Just reminds me of me. The problem is, is that you're doing that about 220. He's pumping it. <laughs> He's pumping it down there about 360. Oh, come yeah. on, man. I mean, Look, you He's said it was okay it to pick on you. Look, man. Yeah. He's just trying to keep it real. You don't get to whack it. Over here on the trees, and I then come out with a seven iron. I mean, he's got a sandwich. He's got the hat. Is <laughs> the hat giving you the extra 140 yards of distance? No, I, I look, man. Look, BJ plays from the ladies' tee, so I, it's like the same. Okay, yeah. I mean, I hit. I, I my drive ain't 230. My three wood might be, but I drive about 255, 260. No way. Go out there. We can go driving range, Brett. Right after this show, we can do it. I have a bad back right now, so that's oh, not going to happen. Okay. Doug Ruder said you look like Bruce Arians. <laughs> Doug's a legend, by the way. He is. He is a Brunswick County legend. Yeah. That man, he done an expose on my daddy. I mean. Uh, my daddy, Bobby Jack Latson, the craziest Carolina fan he'd ever seen in his life. That's saying something. He done a full-fledged, full write-up on it, full page. And every, when that thing came out, I had so many phone calls. I seen your daddy in the beacon. Is that really him? Yeah, I said, no, he's him. ten times worse than what Doug said. I said, if you don't believe me, come watch a Carolina game with me. We he's should do southern, I don't like Duke's mayonnaise because his <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> if, it, if we spelled it D-O-O-K, yeah. Duke, yeah. Duke's mayonnaise. Yeah. He might take it. He Probably might. Not. I doubt it. He it worked at the landfield. I don't know if you he painted, he painted Duke in the bottom of the he toilet. Painted, he painted Duke in the bottom of the toilet. That's he reasonable. Said, yeah. And every time he took a dump, he said, I don't do every day. That's my kind of guy right there. I mean, I, I can go about 40 minutes on like an all-time hate Duke team. Oh, we could do Man, we could do that. But So I will leave West. Hold on. I'm going to leave West Brunswick football. Oh, let's go on. Okay. It's about to get good. Leitner and Hurley. Oh, they, they definitely first do. Gro- Gro- grotesque. Rojo. Wojo. But you know, like the guys who could really play, like those three guys could. It, well, I'm not sure. Wojo well, could good. play dead not in a dag. But one. like JJ Redick, everybody hated JJ. You know who I hated on those teams? Lee Melchioni. Oh yeah, he was. Ah, he was so annoying. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I mean, I didn't even despise Grayson. I guess it gets a little bit harder to hate Duke players now because they they're not there. Yeah. You know, they, Mr. Trippy, Grayson, yeah, Mr. Trippy, disgracing. Oh God, dude, he's so. The only one, the only former Duke player I can really stand, like JJ, I, he's a, he's a, he's a good ball player, and uh, Jay Billis. They're like the only two I can. I like Jay Billis. Stand. To me, Jay Billis, hearing him tell his stories and his. About coming over to Carmichael and playing and stuff. He's like pretty that. self-deprecating yeah. too. Like he yeah. doesn't try and act yeah. like he, he was that good. Exactly. He just and he was a great basketball player. Yeah, but I mean, he was playing in the era when he had to oh guard. He had to guard Ralph Lynn, and Lynn Bias. Yeah, he had to guard Lynn Bias. You had to guard Michael Jordan. You know, he yeah. just blessed his heart. Ralph but, Sampson, Brad Darty, I think was a big man yes, about that was. time period. At yeah, Carolina. he was a freshman. Like I said, I'm gonna ask you your question. Okay. Who is the greatest? Other than you know, we'll include national championship teams and everything like. that. What Carolina team, in your mind, was the greatest Carolina team ever assembled? Are we talking like teams that didn't win the national title? Any, or team. Talk, any team. Any team. The the best team they've ever had. Now, I'm not – I they were, this is before even I was born, but yeah. they say the 84 team was just unbelievable. Yes. I mean, it, you it had was, Kenny Smith, oh. Kenny Smith, Michael Jordan, Sam Perkins, Brad Darty. Yeah. And you had Matt Darty. 
Yeah, who was a very? If you go back and look at those highlights, he was a very good complimentary piece. Oh, he was perfect. He done yeah. the dirty work. I remember Jay Bill saying we had Carolina beat, and then Matt Jarda throws up a. He did. He went prayer, co- went he? coast to coast. <laughs> but I mean, some of those guys back in you know, like my dad loved the '77 team. You know that lost yeah. to Marquette. Oh, that. that yeah. Oh, but mm. they they were kind of a mash unit at the end of the year. Yeah. They had a guy named Tommy Lagarde who was apparently a great player yeah. who got hurt. Ford wasn't healthy. No. Walter Davis wasn't healthy. But that yeah. was apparently a really good team. That was a good team in my lifetime that I remember watching a lot. Yeah. That didn't win the national championship. Jameson Carter was the 98 team. Now, the 97 team was really good because it was the same bunch. But, like, in 97, I believe they started. How did they lose to Utah? Well, 97, the year before, they were 0-3 in the conference and then rolled off, like, 18 in a row and made the final four. Coach Smith's last year. But the 98 team was just – they were so good. I mean, they were good in 07 and 08 when they didn't win it. But those guys were young. One of the most talented teams that I ever seen in this – I was in high school – was the 94 team when they lost to Boston College in Week 16. Yeah, they didn't mesh, though. I had too I, many good players. Yeah, I punched a hole through my closet door. I said, there's no way they should have lost that game to Boston College. No way. There's I'm, absolutely no way. You sound a lot like how my older brother was. Will. I, I, he did not handle losing. Oh, Will well. was great. He came out to the house. He watched games with me and Daddy and, you know, his, his best friend, Wesley. Yeah, Wesley Hickman. Yeah. He, Carolina grad. Oh, yeah. Pharmacist he, Wesley Hickman now. At CVS. Yep. Yeah. Oh, he does. Yeah, he? yeah. He left CBS. Ah, well, look at there. Corporate greed. Shout out Wesley. You might be watching. <laughs> yeah, that. It's right there, Brunswick Forest. Really, Hickman's Pharmacy. We're no relation, but I mean, they were so they were so close. It was almost yeah. like having another, but a fourth Hickman brother. Yeah, definitely, definitely a lookout for us. But yeah, I, I'm a diehard Tar Heel. I was born and bred in me. I can't help it. And, you know, you got these fans out here who. Oh, I'm a Tar Heel basketball fan. Who pulled for football? Oh, I'm a Georgia fan. Jesus, BJ. Yeah. Jeez. I ain't saying their names, but I'm look, a Georgia fan. Look, last I checked, it's a free country. I can um, do what I want. On that note, I mean, like, I'm wearing – this is why I'm wearing a Carolina shirt. Here's the story. Smart man. I wore a West Brunswick shirt here tonight, <laughs> but I was not told <laughs> we got that this was a green screen behind me. We forgot. We forgot. <laughs> so, the only thing in my car was a Carolina polo, which – this is not my alma mater. I went to school at East Carolina, but I grew up a, a diehard Carolina fan. But if the Pirates and the Tar Heels play, I'm obviously pro-Pirate. Everything – actually had an East Carolina polo on at school today. So, I usually rep my alma mater. And, uh, I appreciate you, know. you wearing a Carolina. I, I like that. I mean, Look, it's just it's been hard in my, I guess my college life onward to be an East Carolina basketball fan. It's hard. It's really hard. But I mean, <laughs> I understand. Yeah, they're not good. No, and it's now, like Dooley, to be a UCW fan. They've got a little bit better recent basketball tradition <laughs> than East Carolina. I mean, we dude, we played a game. I will say this. Okay, so this was maybe my junior year. Of, what year did Memphis play Kansas for the national championship? Was that 08? oh, that was the year that uh, that one um, year that um, Carolina. It was oh eight because yeah, Kansas yeah. smashed Carolina. So yeah. anyway, the next That's year, Mem- the, the year after Memphis comes to Menji's Coliseum to play East Carolina, and Calipari was there. This was his last year at Memphis, and they had a guy named Tyreke Evans who played oh, in the NBA forever yeah. and. The rest of those guys, other than Derrick Rose, were still there. Yeah. They were up on us 32 to 1. We went we went 14 <laughs> oh minutes God. without scoring a basket. Nice. Now, oh, my God. I mean, I could go out there and shoot 15 jumpers against 
maybe at that point in my life when I was in decent <laughs> shape. Okay, now, now, watch out now. Now I'm about watch 40 pounds now. heavier than that, but at least going out there and maybe throwing in a prayer from half court and maybe Or at least get fouled and make a free throw. How no. do you not I don't know. one point? We were all And they got scholarship players, too. Kind of. <laughs> Well, that was ECU football at your time. They they were rolling, son. Yeah, we we had a great run. That's, under. that's when they beat Carolina like like a daggone college basketball school. Went like <laughs> that was after that was Coach McNeil. So I was Sheesh. actually coaching at North Greenville and Gardner Webb when Coach McNeil put oh the route to seventy on the Tar Heels. But we like did beat we school. we beat Carolina State, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and West Virginia during my time period at East Carolina gotcha. involved in the football program. So it was a fun time. Oh yeah, definitely. I. I, um, I have a. I call him my little brother. His name is Bradley Babson, and uh, he went to ECU. He's, he's a uh, a PA now. And uh, he's, See, we're just putting out world class professionals. And uh, he told me he said he said BJ, you need to come to ECU and watch the football game. I said, man, I ain't coming out of that junk. He said, no, the pre game, but the pre show. He said, BJ, it's, it's top ten in college football to watch. Yeah, I'll say this about East Carolina. In we we've always had in this state, we've had a cultural issue with football. You know, Carolina is a really hard place to tailgate because the the, the stadium is, that right. is locked right in the middle of campus, and there's just not a lot of parking. Yes. So if you want to tailgate, you've got to get out toward Franklin Street or everything. You know, state actually has a really good tailgating scene yeah. because it's on the fairgrounds and everything, but it's off campus, so you don't yeah. get that true college feel the way you do definitely at east carolina or at appalachian um so yeah it's a great place you know and it's it was it was a you know, i'm really rooting for obviously javian's up there so we've sent yeah. a trojan up there we have a great history of sending west That's Brunswick what I think. Cabina went a, when i was in school Cabina I green daniel Cabina, russ yeah. jerry yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Butler. i mean we've we've had i think five in the last i guess since daniel went yeah. in the early 90s so yeah. um yeah Taverine. I missed Tay by one year, but you know, we had he's, him on a few he's doing great things. Yeah, at, at we, Pembroke, we had him having a great career. Yeah, and, we had him on the podcast uh, about like about three, a month ago, three, three, three or four weeks ago. Y'all just keep going downhill. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, right now, man, I'm telling you, you keep winning at West Brunswick, baby. Yeah, y'all are with me, winner tie. That's yeah, just, yeah. that's how it works. We're no, lose. I would you, because look at us. We would you win, lose, or draw, buddy? They Especially all, the losses. They all say that. No, trust me. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, win, lose, draw, baby. I went through the Matt Darty era, okay? Well, I'm I, yeah, 8 and 20. Exactly. I'm a, a Panthers I don't fan. even know if I want to go here right now, but, like, I'm a fan of the Washington football team. That's true. I forgot about that. Ash, you are a Washington up. football team fan. Why are you trying to be a hater? Just shut up. Ash, he went to Coastal Carolina, though. I don't care. Just shut up. They got lucky and won a baseball championship. Shut up. Nobody cares about Coastal Carolina. Shout out to Jamie Chadwell, though, head coach at Coastal Carolina, who I at Coastal Carolina football, who I worked for at North Greenville University. Okay, awesome guy. Awesome. Yeah, they had a pretty good program there for a little while. Yeah. So, that, so speaking I mean, of the the Washington the football team, oh god, what do you? What, what yeah, is your opinion? What's your take as being on like that? a lifelong Redskins fan, what do you think my take is? <laughs> I mean, I'm keeping political. I'm keeping political thoughts out of it. Uh, you know, I mean, I feel like it should have stayed the Redskins. No, now see, here's the thing. I understand, but I don't. I understand Redskins should stay the Redskins because they drew the mascot. The person who drew the mascot was Indian and drew it after their chief, Native American. Bitch. Native American. My bad. Or Native in, American or Indigenous peoples. Yeah, well, Indians. Okay. They don't now, have a red dog. But my thing is, why Dude, are you gonna call it go the there. Washington 
team, football team. That's just dumb. We're just trying to figure out what they want to be, man. Yeah, be the I don't think we're staying with that. I th- you know what I think they do? I'm going to buy the Washington Bullets, bring the Washington Bullets name back. Well, they, that was the old joke <laughs> when they said, you know, the name the name of that, the basketball team was offensive. So, you know, why couldn't they just be the Bullets? Washington was offensive. They're not getting a whole lot done in that city mm-hmm. right now. No. So, you know, no, like, that's pretty bad. I, whatever. I'm probably you know. going to get a Washington football team t-shirt just to have it. For I, it's like, it, it, I shouldn't feel bad. I mean, I've been a lifelong fan, and I've got all this gear. Like, I mean, like, from a college football standpoint, yeah, I root for Carolina. I root for East Carolina, obviously. But I, I tend to watch college football more as a coach. Yeah. You know, kind of stay on the cutting edge of scheme. But when I watch the NFL, you know, I typically have a rooting interest in, in the – Gotcha. In the skins, and then you know the Braves for the major leagues could care yeah. less about the NBA. So I mean, I like the NBA fine, but I don't really have a rooting interest. Gotcha. So you know, I'll I guess I'll still be a fan, but I mean, it's not like they're put. It's not like name or no name. They've been putting out got, a great product here, over the here, years. Here's the thing, though, y'all do probably have. I don't care what anybody says. I, I heard it this morning on or this afternoon on Colin Cowherd. Alex Smith plays one snap. If he don't win comeback player of the year, no doubt. Plain and simple. Well, that he man, has to win it. Dude, while he went through it, if you if you if you are bored at home, look up the E sixty thing on ESPN yeah. plus and just watch that I watched that whole thing about him and the trials and tribulations him and his family went through. Could have killed almost dying. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Man, he was off so bad. They let him the Department of the Defense Department of Secretary of Defense Secretary of Defense signed off so he can go to Texas to where the the Marines and stuff, whoever the Armed Forces guys, when they lost legs and stuff from IEDs, they sent him there to get the best medical care that he could get. And what he's done and come back and he's out. I seen the day he's running around Strong. playing football with pads on. That's just absolutely phenomenal. That's crazy. I mean, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's a great story. I'm rooting for him. You know, not, and I'm not sure how much of a believe. I don't know if I should be a believer or shouldn't be a believer in Haskins yet. So we'll see where that leads. Ohio but State. I hate Ohio State. I hate me too. Them. I hate them. Coach Hardy, big Ohio State. Yeah, man. I remember her. <laughs> uh, another question for you. I know you're coaching West Brunswick High School, and I know you got two small, beautiful children. I follow you on Twitter, so I see them all the time. Yep. So that's cool because I'm a dad myself. You know, mine are a little bit older. Nothing better. I ain't, I ain't me and brother. I, I agree Nothing with you. I agree. I, I, got, there's, I got a little one. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, you do. She's, she's wide open. She's crazy. <laughs> Girls are dangerous, though, man. Yeah. Wait till they get older she's and they become getting, teenagers. She's already getting in trouble. I know what I deal with every day on the male side. That's exactly why I'm she, glad God didn't give me a daughter. She's getting in trouble with second grade teachers that my girlfriend's other kids are having because she's being loud in the house while they're trying to do their schoolwork. I believe it. <laughs> but, you know, I know once they get older and stuff, you new wife and everything like you know, everybody's got a dream, you know, and my, my dream is that you stay at West Brunswick and retire at Shalope, <laughs> but I know that's not going to happen because you are an amazing coach, and I, I just, by what I've seen and everything, you are an amazing coach. Is it, what is, like, your dream job? Is it to, like, call Mike Brown and say, hey, put me on staff and let me take over your job? I'm just, I'm, I'm just, you know, because everybody's got a dream, because it's like when you go to work, you know, you start out sure. as a, like Kenny. Key started at Carolina Creations as a spray tech, all right? And then now he's over spray techs. And then one day, you know, you, you want to, you know, your life ambitions is to get better each and every year. If not, then you're doing yourself a disservice, you're doing your family a disservice, you're doing the kids a disservice. And I'm just curious, 
What is your dream job? Yes, yeah, a loaded question. I think <laughs> some people get out of college coaching because they get tired of recruiting, yeah. and I never did. You know, we we had gotten to the point at Gardner-Webb. Now, they're under new leadership there. Um, I'm talking about leadership above the football staff, um, you know, that had really hampered our ability to win, uh, cutting budget and recruiting and, and things of that nature. So I, I kind of saw that, um, and, and the staff and the guy I worked for just got let go after last season. I had seen that as kind of the writing on the wall that, you know, if I really wanted to stay in college coaching, I needed to – I guess chase the next job. Understand, um, you know. I think anyone who knows me understands my passion for my high school alma mater. Given yeah. given my family, oh, yes. given my family ties, and the fact that I kind of grew up on that sideline. And oh yeah, uh, I'd been disappointed, I guess, from afar. You know, seeing the lack of stability in yes. the program, and and I'll be honest, I think we've spent. West Brunswick went through a transition really about the time that, that Kenny and I were in high school of going from the old Waccamaw 2A, yes. 3A with, with three, White Bull yeah. in South Columbus. Yeah. And, um, That's rough. <laughs> we had spent a lot of time, and I say we because I was part of it as a player, you know, kind of making excuses of why we can't, why we can't. Yeah. You know, and I thought maybe going home and, you know, I, I made no commitment past I will fix yeah. we we will fix this program and uh are we at a standstill we we've not got accomplished what I want to get accomplished here yeah um I do think there comes a time where you know you you run your race as a coach the kids you know need something different uh I don't think we're anywhere close to that no, right no, now you're a long ways away like like 20 10, 15 years <laughs> but I do think I think there's a situation you know for instance my dad was a head coach for six years here and a head coach at St. Paul's for six years um you know, I think six to ten years is a really good number. But I have a great admiration for guys who stay at places for fifteen, twenty years. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't. I, I try and pour. This not is answering the question. It's not. A, I'm. I'm getting there. <laughs> this is. This is not. This is not a hobby. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, this, this is a. Is, this yeah. is a lifestyle. Oh yes. So when I don't have the juice and the energy. Yeah. Like Dean Smith. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I might stay in Shalot the rest of my life and teach and do what my father did, yeah. which is a great way to live. I love yeah. living here, um, but I've got a lot of what they call piss and vinegar right there now, you go, so baby. I'm not I'm not real close to that. But you also you don't pigeonhole yourself by never saying never. That's what I'm saying. And I've got two kids and I've got a wife and there there's we had a great year. So you entertain calls from yeah. you know I mean I had an opportunity to interview at a couple places this year and didn't entertain. Tell it. him to call me. Well, I mean, I just didn't, you know, it wasn't time to move my family. Kevin called me. So for that, they have to go through that. Well, you'll never hear from me. You know, I, I, it just, it wasn't, it's, right. it wasn't yeah, time no, no. to entertain yeah. that idea. Yeah, but I'm never going to say. Well, you know, we don't. You know, I'm not going to turn down a, no. a job in, in, you know, South Carolina, Georgia, where they pay a head coach a hundred thousand dollars yeah, and your yeah. teaching loads lighter or. You know, but I also have to. I'm not taking a job to answer your question. But I'm not taking a job that you can't win a state championship at from a high school standpoint. I understand. And West Brunswick, on, on that note, has made and Brunswick County Schools has made a undeniable commitment to football, to not just football, but ath- for, for our student athletes. Yeah, I mean, yeah the new broke, turf is awesome. The field the turf's stuff. awesome. We well, I mean, I don't know if y'all saw me on Twitter today. I posted they're moving all that dirt right now for a '92. 100 square foot field house are know? they gonna please tell me they're gonna put it 
where the home team where it used to be back in the old 80 days. No, it won't be wet. It's going to be over there back over there at the other side. It's going to be back on the other side of the field. So it'll be over there, but it'll have, I mean, we'll have a JV varsity locker room, coaches' offices, state-of-the-art oh, training room. That is awesome. You know, I mean, the the old gray lady has withstood the test of time since yes. 1996, but yes, it's it time, you know, it's yeah. been time to move into a new building. So why, why would you take a job that didn't provide those same resources? Oh, no doubt. You know, I I think the one thing I would entertain is the opportunity to go back to college in a coordinator role, but I don't want to go somewhere where they're going to pinch pennies. You oh, know, yeah. For instance, you know, at West Brunswick, we don't pinch pennies. Jimmy yeah. Fletcher raises enough money to where, you know, if, if we ask for it, we yeah. get it. Well, I'm hoping Jimmy Fletcher, if he's listening, I hope he brings <laughs> back the golf tournament because I'm going to tell you right now, that was – so much fun. Well, to play here, here's what happened with the golf tournament. Number one, Briarwood was open at that point, and yeah. the guy who ran Briarwood at that time was a guy named Chris Lane. You right. know, probably know Chris, but Chris had played high school football for Coach Fletcher's father-in-law. Wow, down in Forest City at Chase High School. So everything Chris basically shut down business for a day. Yeah, and anything that the football program was able to make that day, there was no cost. That's so. Awesome. If any golf course wants to, Rivers uh, Edge, you listen. Ain't that where the kids play at nowadays? Yeah, that's where, where the West team, team plays. plays. If, if you guys want to cut us a deal, we would love to get it back. And the guy, it was named after a guy named John Murphy. You know, yeah. and, and Murph was he passed away a couple of years ago. Um, and his grandson and Will were actually best friends. They're best men in each other's wedding. Um, you know, I'd love to bring it back in, in that kind of honor. Um, you know, but our big our big fundraising initiatives right now come through the Booster Club. I mean, like Don Evans and Michael Lewis and David Hewitt and Alan Bryant. And, I mean, there's plenty of people that, that provide. I mean, Jimmy and that crew raise well into six figures per awesome. year off of local businesses that yeah. are willing to support our program. So, you know, when Jimmy was the head football coach – the AD left the fun right the fundraising up to the individual sports, and wow. the AD handled more of the paperwork stuff. Mm. Here, uh, we've got an infrastructure in place that Jimmy really serves as the fundraiser slash hire of coaches and things of that nature. While his assistant athletic director Leslie Reeves, she handles a lot of our uh, paperwork you know scheduling things of that aspect but because jimmy takes on such a great load fundraising you know really i go you know i might make a phone call here or there you know my big fundraising effort is to take our kids to fca camp in the summer that is absolutely phenomenal what you do for those kids so if like what if what if georgia called you and was like hey kirby's gonna step down i don't think georgia's gonna i'm just saying This is hypothetical land on Thor Latin that, Sports. That's one of the, you know, I, I you don't are, think But if they called hey, you, what you would you say? Called you, you probably called check. Because you, yeah, because you, you, what you've done is. You, you walk you, around you the question. You walked around the question. You just need a hoodie with a sleeve. You walked all the way around the You never. I, I think I answered answer. the question. No, if didn't. somebody offers me an opportunity to coach at a program where you can consistently win the state championship. Right. And is going to better my situation financially for so like my Georgia. family. It's like Georgia. I said your dream Georgia's job. Georgia's going to win. I'm talking about, let's talk reality real quick. Yeah, the next addition. job for Brett Hickman from West Brunswick High School could be the head coach at West Brunswick for the next 20 years, or it's going to be another head high school job, yeah. or it's going to be head coach fired, of Georgia, or back, <laughs> back, to, back to college. Okay, well, let's just hypothetically. Hypothetically. If, if you Georgia offered okay, me look, the head football job, I'm probably going to go to Georgia. And you're going to hire me as the water boy. 
Yeah, Please. you got a job, but like, yeah. you're living in total la la land here. Look here, that's, here's, my, that's, that's what we question. do here. Here's my question. You know, Mac Brown does a lot, and he has done a lot before, and he's doing it again a lot with high school coaches. And Mac Brown, he's he phenomenal. Can, yeah, he sees the coaches in North Carolina. He knows. Sure. And he says, Brett, come take and my job. What I'm saying is, if he, if you and him sit down and he says, hey, I've got a re. I need a, a good recruiter. I don't need a head recruiter. I need you to come in and be a, you know, a safeties coach or a DB coach, and I need you to recruit. I know he's got Dre Bly there. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, that would be – I don't see myself going back to college football to go coach at the level that I'd coached at. And that's not to disparage those kids, but I think I've got a better lifestyle here. Right, because that, that, you do have to do a lot of on the road and stuff. Like that, but, and like, if I have an opportunity to go coach at a North Carolina or, a, or Wake Forest where they're going to pay you well into six figures to be a position coach and a recruiter, yeah, I mean, I think it's that's like probably a no-brainer. That's like what happened to my wife. They offered my wife this job, and they, they showed the money. I said, baby – what have we got to do? We pack the youngs up. We can go. Because, yeah. you know, it's my daughter's senior year, granted. And it's my son's eighth grade year. But if moving and taking that position changes our lifestyle, makes our lifestyle, you have to take it. You, you, you can't do that to your family. You'll learn there's a lot of hypothetical situations. I think the biggest show. thing, yeah. you know. When you, is hypothetical. And I've been, I've been fortunate, you know. I, I've made it. I guess this is my 13th year i haven't been fired yet which is That's kind of un, which That's is awesome. kind of, which is unusual in coaching yeah you know? i agree I mean, if you do it long enough you're gonna get you're gonna get let go at some point well you know? let me tell you new principal at west Brook high school you got to go through me to get rid of this guy i don't think uh you i don't, don't want i think we none. have i hope we have pretty good jobs just wear a clown mask ain't gonna worry about huh? are you scared of anything am i scared yeah. of anything like, does anything like frighten you Snakes. BJ's scared. Of shut up, I don't like rats. BJ hates clowns. You know, like Coach Pardue and I were going, <laughs> you know, we're going through all these COVID restrictions, like everybody's going through. So we had to go put up tents, and we have huh? these, we have these kind of weighted sandbags right. that hold down yeah. the, they actually hold down soccer goals or whatever. And uh, you know, I think we both have the same fear. So like we were, <laughs> we open up the old track shed that's over ooh, there behind, ooh, boy. The, behind the behind uh, the baseball the, Mm-mm. Behind the football stadium. Oh, okay, I know what you're getting. At. And something starts moving, and he <laughs> jumps, and he's like, "Gosh, I thought it was a rat, but it was a frog." And then I look in, I did the same thing. So <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of phobia that is. Uh, BJ's scared to death of clowns. Though. Shut up, Kenny. Yeah, he hates I don't him with have a, a clown problem. I'm petrified. I've spent my life around Duke fans. Hey. I mean, that's a clown. That, I, I, but you got to agree with the the master here. I'm just telling y'all. Once again, you know, Duke sucks. But like, let's Duke, Duke fans. You, you know, know what gets me about Duke? You tell what really gets me about Duke fans. It really gets me on, just fires me up. Is there'll be a Duke basketball fan, but they're gonna be a South Carolina Gamecock football oh, there's fan. Plenty of them, or a Florida oh. State fan. I'm like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. Jeremy Hardy might be watching. Like he was the textbook. Like Florida, oh, he's Duke basketball, Florida, Florida State, State football. football. Florida State stinks. I mean, about a hundred. But like I don't under that's like that just tells me number one, that tells <laughs> me clown emojis. This is great. That tells me how old you are. Like yeah. if you're a Florida State football fan, you're yeah, around. Ain't done nothing you're, Charlie Wolf. You're around my or age. Jameis had one. They had one or two one good year. years. But like, but Kelvin you both said bye. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seven million reasons to do it though. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, at this point, I've never made that much money. Is there much difference between five and seven million? Well, I guess there is. I mean, I'd like to. I'd like to figure it out one day. <laughs> exactly. Just... Look, Brooke Harris. This is Jeremy. This is Jeremy's wife. She's a Duke uh, fan. Yeah. I don't look, y'all, y'all Duke fan. I swear, I think y'all got dropped on your head as a little kid. A How lot. do you pull for a coach that looks like a rat? That you might know, be why you have got a rat, rat phobia. You know the thing that's is that, that's, that's, that's what the rat phobia. Because of Coach K. Coach K done it to you. You had nightmares about Coach K. See, we're doctors too. You didn't know that. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you a Gail Hickman story. And if anybody's ever met my mom, like she is like the sweetest human being on earth. Uh-oh. But if you remember the Duke Kentucky '92 game, yes, which, I do. I mean they showed Leitner making that shot yeah. every year. But if you remember, there was a guy named. Was it Timberlake? He stepped on. Yeah. Oh, stomped on him. He didn't step on him. He stomped he did on the whole. Chest. He makes the shot, whatever, and the guy's on the floor, and Leitner steps on him. And I can remember my mom at six years old. My mom, like, never raises her voice. <laughs> he stepped on him. He stepped on him. <laughs> and then Vern Lundquist is on there. Oh, I yeah. think Vern, Vern Lundquist and Lynn Elmore are oh, going God. off about, did he do it intentionally? And yes, did he, he did. My mom's like, he did it. Kick him out. Kick him out. That's awesome. You know, and That's I mean, awesome. the kids should have been thrown out of the game. Yeah, about like Grayson Allen. Yeah. You can't tell me that man didn't mean to Oh, Gerald me. Henderson when he got the elbow on Coach K, oh, I will say this. Oh, Coach K and I have a little different definition of indefinite suspension. You yeah. think? Coach K's one game. Yeah. <laughs> indefinite, you're probably getting four or five. Yeah. Me. My question and is, I don't know, more maybe more. it just depends on no. who the player is. I mean, yeah. how when were you born? If you don't 86. Mind. January okay. 1st. So you remember Danny Ferry. I, Danny Ferry I was know, the first I mean, guy I hated. At Duke. <laughs> he fits the prototype. Though. He, six foot eight, white, and can shoot the lights out. Why can't Carolina get a guy like that? We never got a guy like well, that. The closest got, we got was Jeff Lebo, and he was six foot two. Because we had well, Vince Carter. I'll say this. You know, now, now Carolina gets Luke May. He was a good yeah. six foot eight shooter. Hey. Against the Kentucky shot. It's pretty good his whole senior, I guess his senior year. But anyway. Especially uh, against State. So (laughs) I think, you know, there's some old stories, like if you've ever read some of those, like, Art Chansky books of, like, why Carolina didn't get Christian Leitner. And he's walking around, you know, Leitner, I mean, a lot of those guys grew up Carolina. Yeah, players. that's like so Leitner and Hurley and Hurley, Hurley especially did. And then Carolina wanted to sign a guy named Kenny Anderson who went well, on to a great yeah, Georgia Tech. And they said, Hurley, you need to wait, you need to wait, you need to wait. And he said, Screw you, I'm not waiting, I'm going to do. But anyway, the story of Leitner's recruiting is he's on his official visit um, to Carolina. Okay. And so the, the mom the asked Coach Smith, and this is right when Duke is kind of. Starting to build up. Yeah, I mean, they've gone to the Final Four in 86, yeah. 88, whatever. And Coach Case finally got it rolling. And so they asked Coach Smith, you know, what's to the rivalry here with Carolina and Duke? Is it that serious? And Coach Smith's like, yeah, you know, I mean, it's close. It's, But it's not resentful. It's very respectful. blah 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 You know, you're not, yeah. not going to tell them. Well, they're showing Christian around Gramble Towers where all the players are and, like, all of the – all of the dorms have like these chalkboards or dry erase markers outside of them. They go past J.R. Reed's dorm room, <laughs> and on the sign it says "Beep Duke." Yeah. So I think Mom kind of got the idea that it was a little more intense than Coach Smith was letting on. 
But nice. you know, I, I, you know, family story about Leitner is, you know, Duke won the national title in '91, and then '92, yes. the year he ended up hitting the shot, they were 21 and 0, and they go to Chapel Hill. I remember that game. And my grandfather was on his deathbed. Okay, mm-hmm. and I mean, he he passed away two or three weeks later. But so my dad and his brothers and sisters are are taking turns on who's staying the night with them, whatever you know what what you do for ailing parents. Well. That's the first nine o'clock game I can ever remember my parents letting me stay up for, yeah. and it was the bloody Montrose. Yeah, that's what you say. That's the bloody Montrose. Game. Hubert Davis was a senior. Yeah, he and, was on fire. Yeah, and they they beat Duke. Oh, and man. at the end of the game, it's like 74-72. 74-72. Duke misses a jumper, and then Leitner gets the ball, and he misses a last second. Uh, he misses a last second shot that would have tied it, and it's like a point blank twelve footer. Yeah, like oh, you yeah. never expect yeah. a great player to miss it, and. uh you know, they said the next day, and this was right when Sports Center was getting going. But our cousin yeah. on CNN, Fred Hickman, oh yeah, no relation, obviously. Yep. Um, you know, we don't we don't CNN look Sports anything Center. like it, but it was headline sports. Yeah. So every thirty minutes, three weeks before my grandfather died, he got to miss. He got to watch Christian Leitner miss a game losing. <laughs> sh- he got to watch him miss a game losing shot, and I yeah. mean, it, it sounds funny, BJ and 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 Kenny, but like. Carolina basketball was almost, you know, obviously, you know, we're big believers in fate, but it was almost, and I think you can attest to this with your dad, it's almost like a religious experience with your family. It is. And it's not what it used to be. And I, but like, I could, I mean, some of the greatest moments of my life have been watching whether or not it was Coach Smith or, you know, Coach Guthridge for those three years. And like, I could. But I can. I'm Save not. That. I'm not going to Darty. Don't worry. But <laughs> Just like, that one. It, it's so fun. Yeah, I love Roy. Yeah. I mean, but you know, like, I can remember they had it. Coach Guthridge's last year. They weren't very good. No, and they still made the final four. And they came out they of nowhere and made the final four. And like, I can remember watching the game. Um, that they came back out of nowhere and beat Tennessee yeah. in the Sweet 16. And, like, I can remember watching that. It was a late game, and I'm sitting there watching it with my brothers. And it's just – it's been such a cool part of my life, um, Yeah, you know, to, to be able to share that with my family. And my dad, um, as it pertains to Carolina football, and like I said, you know, I probably lean a little bit more to being a, a bigger East Carolina football fan just because of my connections to the program yeah. and it being my alma mater. But – at the time, Coach Brown was here the first time. Yeah. Uh, you know, my dad was very involved in the high school athletic association and oh, things yeah. of that nature. And Coach Brown, actually, when he first got the job at Chapel Hill, offered a scholarship to my dad's quarterback at, at St. Paul's. Awesome. And uh, so, he, you know, he's known my father. He's known Mac for, I guess, going on 30 years now. Yeah. And, you know, when, when Coach Brown came back, got a chance to meet him and then i've got a buddy that's on the staff up there at carolina right now and preston mason he's a quality control analyst and i went up there and visited with preston watched a little defensive film last year got a chance to visit with coach brown for 10 15 minutes and told him who i was and you know he could remember every detail about where my dad coached he's got an unbelievable memory sean mcbay names and i don't maybe but you know and then i see (laughs) him at the clinic you know, yeah. and I've, I've met the guy for 10 minutes before. I'm a, I'm one of 400 high school head mm. coaches in the state yeah. of North Carolina, so I'm not like the only one he's ever met. Yeah. And I go up and shake his hand, congrats on a great year or whatever. Yeah, he's like, you guys had a great year too. 
you know, down down there in your own little corner of North Carolina. <laughs> like he knew as soon as my face was on West Brunswick High School. Wow. I mean, he's just an That's incredible, awesome. and I I think that connection to people is really what's resonating with in-state recruiting. Yeah, it, it just like blossomed. Like I remember, it, it was so sick because Kenny's a he's a Georgia fan. I got another good friend of ours that's a Georgia fan. When Todd Gurley, because yeah. I was like, man, please name because it was between Carolina and Georgia. Yeah, and he picked. I was like, God. they and got they just, two of them that year. Yeah, from, like, him and Keith Marshall. Yeah, and I was like, man, you got to be kidding me. Well, and I, you know, and I think Coach Brown has said Shut this. Up. You're not even a Carol man. We're talking about Carolina. You, man, you don't want to brought up Georgia. I'm just yeah, sitting up here enjoying it. Then Georgia got Boom. Samir White two or three years yeah. ago too. Yeah. Was you ain't getting them now, though, are you? But I Clips think I, ain't neither. I think that's the thing. We talk about that Carolina Georgia game. Shut up, Kenny. What Terry said. Oh, Terry said who's who's Terry's coach? big Carol. I saw bread Terry. or peanut. Oh, ooh. who's ooh. better coach? Ooh. I mean, what are we coaching? I mean, what, coaching football. We, well, I know that. But Chris <laughs> is a defensive back, like specialist. He was too. Yeah, he could play. Yeah, I remember because Eric, Eric's the one that tried to get him. Then he got, he ended up going to Western, didn't he? Because no, Eric. Chris went to Elon, he, and okay. he's coaching there now. Uh, but is he a head coach? I defer to Peanut on that, Terry. I mean, I'm I, gonna say I, you're a head coach, so you win. Yeah, but but he's in college. You're on. He's on our podcast. Well, I will say this: That's we true. coached against. So you win. We coached against each other three. Mm-hmm. Well, I know football, Terry. I'm talking about what position. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, you know, well, I will say this. When we coached against each other, he was at Brevard when I was at North Greenville, and we right. played We played once, and I beat my team beat him. We were both assistants. Yeah. And then when he was at Kennesaw and I was at Gardner-Webb, he was 3-0 and against me. So he's 3-1. I'll give him the – uh, I'll get tip him. of the cap. But see, Peanut hasn't been on the he was podcast. A, so I he will wins. say Yeah, this. you're our favorite. Yeah. He was a much better player. His <laughs> <laughs> ribs really good. I mean, the coaching debate, I guess, you know. I mean, I've got 15 more wins as a head coach. That's right. That's what's but, up. That's right. You know, I don't th- I don't think we need to Peanut, go you the... need to come on. When you come on, we'll say you. Jeremy wrote almost an essay and an answer, and we're not going to read that because we like three-word answers. Here? We don't really care that you were a Florida State football fan and a Duke basketball fan. I mean, to me, that's just embarrassing. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Why? Jeremy, you shouldn't even you should have delete it now. At that point, and now I like Coach Cut. You know, big, big, yeah. big fan of what they do with their football program up there. But like, if you were really like a glutton for punishment at that time, you should have pulled for Pat Kennedy. Led, there's a blast from the <laughs> Pat yeah. Kennedy led Florida State basketball, and who coached Duke football? When they were so so bad. Oh God! Is that I, roof? Oh God! I don't. I can't remember. I, yeah, they bad. were a train wreck. Yeah, it was bad. Caroline was just owning them. Everybody That's, was owning them. They were going like. Oh, I'm telling you, <laughs> that what what I don't understand is, like, we have a friend. He's from North Carolina, but he's actually a Florida State fan. He pulls for them in basketball and stuff like that. And I can understand if you grew up when you were a teenager and stuff like, that, and you picked Florida State when they had San Cancel. And all them guys, Charlie Ward, Sam, uh, Bobby Sura. You Bob mean when Sarah. they were good? Yeah, when they were really good, son. Well, Leonard Hamilton's yeah. got them coming up. Yeah, Leonard Hamilton's a he's ball got, coach. Yeah, he's got, he's got oh, players. Yeah. yeah. But well, they won the ACC this year. But those those three, I remember they put Florida State on the map. And the reason why I bring that up is they were beating Carolina by 21 points in the second half. Go watch the second half I, highlights of that game. I had a buddy of mine who was a Duke fan call me up. His name is Donnie Turberville. He called me and my daddy. We were watching that game, and he was giving us the Dickens. So when he hit Rodel, hit that three. He hit about four in a row. Because 
I lost my mind. And I tried to call you and he didn't answer me. Kenny, you need to school, go watch He that. didn't even show up to school the next day. So you need to go watch the highlights of that game. That lead goes from like 21 <laughs> to Dean 4 was, in like a minute and a half. I'll so watch it tonight. Smith was coaching. Rodel hit like three. George Lynch came yes. down on the secondary break. That was a great Carolina team. Oh Obviously, they won the national championship. But like that team was the textbook oh Dean Smith God. team. Like you, you look back on the roster and you're like, "How did that team beat Michigan?" Yeah, but like, I have to I have to watch it. Let me tell you why, Dean Smith, coach, playing simple with the coach. Drew, That's Drew wants to ask about your legendary church basketball career. Oh, oh, yeah, I did. Uh, we we're playing First Baptist, so I grew up going to Calvary slash New Beginnings. Well, Calvary was loaded because yeah, we never lost. So yeah, I right. didn't. So you had Graham and all them boys. Yeah, we were, we had some Shoot, good you players. Had, they had legit college players. Well, we had I played a guy, with New Britain. Yeah, we had a guy named Tim Heron who played oh, who played at Wayne State, who was unbelievable. But you couldn't stop it. You know how I started. No, they were at church once a once a month. <laughs> but like Brad Shears was an active That's, member. Brad could play. Graham, Brad was he was aggravated. He was like he was like these like low top loafers, and he would just make you look stupid. Yeah, Brad he, could play. He was just, if you were a baller, you don't matter. We were. also had a guy named Joe Fearcloth. I don't oh, know if God. y'all Joe could Joe. Joe could play too. Man, that team, y'all, that team was stupid. Well, and everybody played. So everybody played zone. So I didn't play high school basketball my last two years. So I, I went out. There, I went I out with New Brent Baptist. Yeah, and I mean everybody played two three zones. So like you didn't have to be good as long as you could shoot. We didn't. We played man to man. If you played man to man, we got us, killed. Though. Tim Heron would have. Tim you. Heron. But see what we did. What we did. So I ain't play no softball. Oh God, shut up. Ashton, I can I can out hit you with my eyes closed softball. Anyway, we would play we played y'all, and um, Josh Hughes was playing with him for a little bit. Yep. But Graham Davis, he's the state employees manager of state employees credit union. He Great absolutely family, he absolutely destroyed. I think he had like forty and thirty. Were you guarding him? I can see why, dude. <laughs> no, dude. He come. I play guard. We went down late because Eddie, Eddie. You played guard or you tried? to No, play I guard. play guard. Eddie Stevens was trying to guard him. He destroyed Eddie Stevens. Jody Riley tried to guard him. Some people he just can't guard Jody him. Riley. Chase Emman tried to guard him. He destroyed Chase because he didn't. Graham was just a big man, and so he tried to come out lane. And I, I, how can he look at me and laugh and just lay it up? And nice. one, but he, I swear, I think he had forty. 20. They put up a hundred and five points against us. That's bad because we played man would, to man. I wouldn't tell nobody that. My basketball career ended. We we played a lot in what we called the. NBA, the Noon Ball Association, <laughs> right, with right, the coaching right. staff at Gardner Webb, and it I would guess. be be the football staff, a couple of the baseball, our you know our assistant baseball coach who was a great athlete, and so we'd play, and then might have been my last year there, our receiver coach tore his Achilles. Mm. That's when you realize thirty four is not twenty four <laughs> anymore. So. Was he trying to go up and just joke on you? No, and he was a great athlete. He played receiver at Clemson back for, for Tommy yeah. Bowden, and <laughs> I decided at that point that competitive <laughs> basketball was not going to be my thing anymore. About the only thing I do now, my, my knees hurt so bad I don't even run like I used to, which, I mean, you can I run to the refrigerator. Yeah. He so, walks I mean, fast. I, I, walk, I walk, and I will ride a stationary bike. and BJ walks from the couch to the fridge. That's about all I can handle now. Golf. You play golf? 
not. I mean, I, I'm serious. I've had some back issues the last couple of times I've played golf. Mm. So, I mean, I'm just totally getting on. I mean, it's I've hit the wall the last two or three years. Wait till you hit 40, my friend. Uh, I mean, I'm hitting it early, apparently. <laughs> Drew, Drew, Drew wanted me to ask you, where do you go after you lay down a bunt? <laughs> you don't. Uh, that's a great story, by the way, too. I'm appreciative of Drew getting on here. So we're playing. Oh, and I don't think Drew was there that night because that was 10th grade on the varsity. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Just wanted to put that y'all out there. Y'all had a squad. I'm well, yeah. y'all had a squad. Yeah. Well, we've got a ring to prove it. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, Chris, Peanut, and Stuart and I were on the were on the varsity in the tenth grade. And we're playing South Brunswick. It's like the second or third game of the year or whatever because oh, they weren't. They were It was no. I don't think it had gotten out of hand yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so Coach A, who's a legend in of itself. I mean, I oh, would yes. I would be on this podcast. I could give you an hour and a half worth of Coach A stories. And we'd cry. This might be the only game he ever missed in his life. But, like, if y'all remember, like, when y'all were in high school, they had that old press box behind. It's nice and it's new now, but that old building, they had the locker room up there and everything. Him and Mr. Howard. Danny Gore. Mr. Danny and And, uh, Howard Benton. Howard Benton. And, anyway, so we're playing, and it's freezing cold in B.A. (laughs) Coach A's son's coaching third base, and I don't know. We're up two or three in the third or fourth inning or whatever. And, I I mean, I would – I was on the varsity team in the 10th grade because I was a pretty good defensive player. I was not a very good hitter. And I moved up, and, you know, first runner gets on whatever. We're going to small ball. We're going to lay down a sacrifice bunt. And I lay down a perfect bunt right down the first baseline, and I forget to run to first base. I just (laughs) – I ran – now the the it, we've changed so now it's the first base line was the home dugout where right. it is now but it used not to be it used to be the third, third base side. yep but I ran right back to the first base dugout <laughs> to make matters worse I mean it's a sec it's a sacrifice bunt so you're gonna be out most <laughs> yeah. of the time but where do you think the pitcher threw the ball slam over first base right in the right field <laughs> so, awesome. I'm automatically out but. <laughs> Ultimately, it's just one of those embarrassing stories. I, can, I would love to have seen BA's reaction because I, I, when I was, well, I, he was actually playing, and I understand what B. I bet BA sitting there. What are you doing, I don't Brett? Know. I don't think. I think they were all just so flabbergasted <laughs> at what happened that it wasn't, you know, worth it. But you know, like when you ever you would disappoint Coach A down in the third base. Now he was always uh, that. That was it. Mm-hmm. He'd, he'd give you that. He'd get that wide open mouth. And yeah. With the dip in. The head would drop. Well, I, I mean, dip in. that was the worst feeling ever. You feel like, like you let your daddy down, your mama down. Yeah, I love I mean, some of us are lucky enough to play for a legend. Mm-hmm. That, that dude was, a, I mean, yeah. he, he won almost 400 games. I never played for him, but I remember one time I went up to him. I was in field maintenance. Yeah. It's kind of that's where my career led than, to. That's, hard, that's almost <laughs> harder than playing for him. But, you know, that field was Perfect. I was in charge of soccer lines. They're straight. But my cousin played at West, Brian Fleming. Yeah, oh yeah, Biff. And I told him, and I said, Coach A, I said, you know my cousin played for you? And he's like, nobody would your last name play for him. I was like, no, it's different. It's like Brian Fleming. He said, no. He said, what happened to you? (laughs) Exactly. Because in high school, I was like like 115. Because I was was talking to, because me and Coach A, I talked to another, because like I said, I played with him 90, 91, 92, 93, 94. And I told Coach A, I said, who... Who was the best player you ever played, or whoever's the best player to catch? First name count was Eric. Yes, sir. And 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 I said, all right. Besides, and I told him, besides Eric, he said nobody. If he hadn't had back trouble, 
Brian Fleming would have made major leagues. He was absolute. And when we played, we played in the Seashell Classic. I don't know if y'all they, they have their own tournament out west. Beach Dome. Yeah, we used to get out in New Hanover and we'd play in there. You know, the Buck Hardy deal. Exactly. Yep. So we got to play, and that's when New Hanover was loaded. That's when they had Trot, they had Sean Gow, the Fletcher best Banks. high school. Yeah, that but that baseball team was just loaded with major league talent. And you know they they doing their thing whatever. But Brian Flynn was the only one to hit a scud. I'm talking. It was like a different, and there were so many daggone scouts. It like first four rows was scouts with with radar, ding, ding, radar guns. Brian Fleming kind of got through. Pow! He it was like two for three that game, and not, could be that, wrong. I think he might have been the quarterback on the first state championship he was. team. He was. I mean, I think he and just turned around the, 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 the back to back. I think win Brian, I think both of them just kind of turned around and handed it off. But then there's they me. Played that, the, the scissors. The scissors. It was so fun to watch. See where the jeans ran out in the family. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> the hacks. But no, that scissors. Coach Brett was a great coach at West because he, he taught the kids that it ain't how long you practice. It's the quality of the practice. Yeah, I will say this, like, and I think he followed Coach C. He Apparently, did. Apparently, Coach C liked to be out there for three or four hours. He was a son. He was a grinder on the kids, from what I understand. Oh man! Uh, but he, you know, I think one thing that I tried to do when I came back is make sure he got the proper credit too, because he yeah. built the program. I oh mean, yeah, yeah. I think the '92 and the '93 team obviously get a lot of the because they won the whole thing, but. Yeah. There were other great teams. Oh, yeah. The Marshall had the 91 team. Dad had the 95 and the 97 team. Yeah, 95, 97 team. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, the 97 team was good enough to win a state championship. I mean, it's just one of those things where fluke. people don't really – no, it wasn't a fluke because, I mean, Clinton was good and East Duplin was good and all that. I, I don't think people really understand, like, what has to happen for you to win a state championship. Everything's you you got to be lucky. you got to be really good, and you got to get a draw. Yes. Like, for instance, the year West Brunswick won the 92 state championship, they actually beat my dad's St. Paul's team in the Eastern Finals. I remember that. And St. Paul's was 14-0, and and West was 11-3. and yep. Well, you think the way the playoffs are seeded now, how it used to be said, and if you finished in the Waccamaw Conference, if you finished second, you played the third-place team in this and so on yeah. and so on. But when yeah. you got to that point – if you were on the bottom of the bracket, you were the home team. If you were on the top, you were the road team. Yeah. So St. Paul's had to go to – they had and they had to go to White Bull the week before because they were on the top side of the bracket. So, you know, do they – now it was 39 to 14. So the better team won the football game. Yeah. But my point is, is that to do that, you got you got to be good, you got to be lucky, and you got to get home games, you know, because yeah. – what happens in the playoffs, you know, you want that home field advantage. Or, you know, you don't want to have to go to Reedsville and win a game. No. You know, like, for instance, the 95 team went to Reedsville and won. Yeah. But they're so tired the next mm. week. You know, they ran out of gas. That's when uh, – ain't that when uh, Eric they, – they put in that new offense, your dad put in a new offense or whatever, and they went to the um, – it's like a sort of – they let Eric throw the ball. Yeah, they might have. He They they don't call it Yogi Ball for a reason. He liked to turn around and hand it off. He liked to turn around and hand it off, too. But uh, you know what they did at Reedsville that night, which is funny. You know, Reedsville's going on to be one of the best programs in the history of the Southern North Carolina. They've won like seven or eight state championships then. They have not been shut out. Reedsville has scored a point in every football game since 1997. They were shut yeah. out by West Brunswick in the second round of the playoffs. They were shut out by West Brunswick in the 1995 playoffs and the 1993 playoffs. 
So I think the last three times Reedsville has been shut out What's have this? been West Brunswick. So they don't want to see West Brunswick come through. All the well, no, they won't. They're two A, and we're you know we'll probably be four A. That's just a weird coincidence, yeah. you know, because obviously Jimmy Teague has gone on to be. They beat, uh, I believe, they beat them in the Eastern Finals in '93. That was before we got here, yeah. and then I know we shut them out in '95 and '97, but. You know, it's a weird, factual West Brunswick football history for you. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I can honestly say, this has been the longest podcast yeah. we have Yeah, y'all, y'all have lost all. No, we still got 19 viewers. Dude, we got 19 we people. We average like 15. I, yeah, we usually average about 15. But it's not because of us. I no. really, really. <laughs> everybody has come to see you, brother. Yeah, I don't How does that so. feel? Terry White topped me, and I did see Terry two years ago at uh, Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill. We, I posted that I was at the game, and, you know, I, I I think he lives. Yeah, up there he lives. Now. Up there so now. he came. He's to, got two sons that got Chapel Hill. He came to see me. You know, so good to see him. Jeremy Hardy, very good high school football player. Bad Duke basketball fan. <laughs> you know, all Duke basketball. A few fans of you, I don't know, but you probably need to have a, you know, a little bit more to do on a Tuesday, Tuesday night. night. There's nothing better to do. There's nothing than better than listen to us, and especially you need to check us out whenever we do our our trivia, sports trivia and stuff. We need to have you here and have you hooked up to the. Uh, I would get the Garmin. Okay. No, he can be in charge of pressing the button. No, we'll have him hooked up to the Garmin, too. So How about I bring Sam Hickman in here, and me and him play y'all, too? No. No. Can I, Sam be on my you team? Don't, you don't want to lose on your own show. <laughs> <laughs> I lose all the time. Can I be on Sam's team? Uh-huh. No. <laughs> no. I, look, if I'm coming on a guest show, I'm going to I'm gonna bring a ringer with me. I got oh, yeah. If so I bring question. Sam, I'm just going to go ahead and shock myself When, when y'all were years. growing up, <laughs> you know how you have, you got the... The bully, you got the kid that would whine and stuff, and then you had the kid that was mischievous. Out of y'all three, who was what? That Sam was a whiner. No. Uh, I think he's probably a hero. I mean, we all had our moments, for sure. Uh, Will caused the most issues. No. I will say, I yes, he did. No, Will he, is a great guy. I cannot yeah, see that he's happen. an unbelievable guy, but Will <laughs> caused the most issues. Okay. Really? Early, I will say this early in his life, but all of Will's issues always related to buying something. So, like this, this is, <laughs> y'all remember the d- old WCW Saturday Oh yes, night sir, buddy. With Six mean, o'clock. G- mean yeah. Gene Hulk Hogan. You could call the eight hundred hotline. He called no, he did not. Oh my gosh, dude! My parents got. <laughs> I mean, this is, gosh, guys, this is, he's probably in the seventh grade, so I'm like in the third or fourth oh grade. Oh, my God. I actually, bet that it's, right, it's right when we moved here, so we were actually transitioning those condos over in Brick Landing. Right. And my mom got the phone bill, and I thought they were going to kill him. <laughs> you know, so you know, most awesome. of his like issues. Like most cents a minute. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was something ridiculous, <laughs> like 400 bucks. <laughs> That was, I mean, that was a lot of, I mean, that's a lot of money now. That'll, that'll, that'll put a dent in your, back then, that was, oh God, yeah. I bet he got lost phone privileges for a while. Yeah, he did. But I mean, he was obviously calling when dad was at football or, I mean, cause he was at that age where he could be at home by himself. Ah. Yeah, I very rarely, I mean, I, and I'm not saying this cause I'm on TV. I very rarely got in trouble with my parents. I, I didn't. We were all, you know, the one thing, and I, I guess you can credit my parents on this. We were all very, I mean, I'm not going to say like great students or anything. Yeah. I mean, we we did fine in school, obviously, but like it never occurred to us to be disrespectful to an adult. 
no, you know, or an authority mean. or an authority figure no. because I guess I don't even know. Like I don't think my parents ever had. I mean, obviously we got spanked no. because that's how you do it. Okay. But like I was so afraid to disappoint my parents. No, I, I'm gonna tell you right now when this song's got to. I said my I grew up in a weird situation, but anyway, <laughs> I was I was at my grandma's house and she said, "BJ, come here," and I said, "What?" Mm. And the next thing I know, I was on the ground. I was spitting up blood. Yeah. My grandma backhanded me. I was like, yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. And, and it probably forward, never, it happened, never happened, again. happened again. You know, we've lost that as a society. Mm. It's sad. But, but that's I did a lot of stupid. I did a lot of stupid stuff as a kid. But I only did it once. I, mean, I got spanked a lot. <laughs> but I only did that one bad thing once. And then I was like, oh, I shouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I think I you lightened a lot. But this is no lie. I don't know if you... I don't know if he was out there. He might have been. Did you go to Schlock Middle? Yeah. Do you remember Mr. Jones? He was a big, tall black man, had a big old afro. Clifton Jones. Yes, Mr. Clifton He was Jones. actually at Supply when I was there. Let me tell you what that man done to me. So in third grade, I got spinned off the bus. My mama, she drove me to school. She Tour to County. Walked me in the office. She, she didn't walk me. She toted me in the office. I was in third grade. She went to Mr. Jones. She said, Mr. Jones, she said, look, I work. I can't afford to bring my son to school. Please put him off the bus, and if he gets in trouble, you spank him here. And every time he comes see you, you give him an extra lick. I said, you call me at home, and you'll get it at the house, the same thing out there. So it was like two weeks left in school. I got trouble on the bus again. I was up to 30 licks. I looked at Mr. Jones. I said, Mr. Jones, I'm begging you. Please. Don't do it Don't. He had this paddle. All he had to do was listen. This is BJ. That's true. <laughs> he had this paddle. We had holes in it. He hit me that 29th time before <laughs> this. The last time he hit me, I couldn't sit down in my chair. I went back to Miss Brenda Stanley's class. I tried to sit down, and I could. She said, BJ, I said, I can't. She said, well, I said, Mr. Jones hit me 29 times. She said, and you can walk. I said, barely. <laughs> but I sat like this the whole rest of the class, and Miss Hilda Emma was in there. She said, BJ, honey, you hurting? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, I bet you'll be quiet now. That's good. <laughs> I said, yes, ma'am. Well, kind of the last serious <laughs> note off of that, I do think, you know, people always talk about kids have changed. I'm not sure kids have changed as much as parents' expectations for kids have changed. And that's not across the board. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't mean that because I've got so many parents in my football program that you'd be surprised. Hey, Coach, he just needs somebody to be a little bit hard on them, make sure you love them, which is yeah. right up my alley. But we do have a tendency in society to gear toward being the victim all the time. Mm-hmm. And there are, there are certain people, you know, there are certain coaches that they are an abuse of power, yes. but at the same time, you know, you, you've got to force, I don't, I don't force is probably the wrong word, but you have to ask your kids to your players to toe the line. You have to ask your students to toe the line because you're not going to accomplish anything great in this world without some type of self-discipline. Exactly. You're just not going to. So, you know, the, I, that's why I fundamentally believe, you know, playing high school football, whether or not a kid goes on to play college football or not, they can be reinforced with yes. something in our program. If it's as sim- simple as I'm going to make sure that I sit in the front of Kelly's class, yeah. you know, or whatever it is, and, you know, if I didn't turn in work, it's not the teacher's problem. No, it's the student. And, you know, I can't get logged into my computer. Well, here's something about self-responsibility. I will help you, but it is your time, and you've got to learn how to communicate. You can't ask your parents to do everything for you in life. 
and, and I get it. You know, like we're in a situation right now where we're transitioning to getting ninth graders out there. Yeah. But I, I answer too many questions. Not too many. I want the parents to be involved at this yeah. point. But understand over the course of three years or four years of coaching them that your kids got to learn how to communicate with me too. Exactly. And and that's one thing. That See, that's, I got I got a son. He's 13. He's in eighth grade this year. He played prop one and football. He broke his arm, and now he's scared. And I said, look, I said, here's what I want you to do. I said, eighth grade. I said, go through eighth grade. We're fine. I said, ninth grade year. I said, I want you to go to summer workouts. I said, I want you to play. What if I get cut? Well, if you get cut, you get cut. But if you go work your butt off and you do what you're supposed to do, I don't care if you sit in the bitch and hold a helmet. I want you to be part of that team. Yeah. Just so you can see what it's like to have a team and have people depend on you to do something right. to do your job. Because if you don't do your job, then you're gonna cause this person to get this person, this person. Yeah. If, if you don't do your job, it's a it's a line of consequences. Just like right. if BJ doesn't do his job, I gotta carry the load of the podcast, you which really, is like ninety five percent of the time. You really haven't oh talked much. I know. I'm finally he's finally stepping up to the plate. Oh, so he's also got a big mouth. You're usually the mouth of this thing, for the most part. I got you. <laughs> Go ahead, talk. Bruce Aaron's over there. He just I, I mean, I talk all night, but I mean, I gotta go put little yeah. ones to bed. Oh yeah, all right. So, so seriously, yeah. guys, we'll cut we're, this off right done. now. Brett, thank you so much thank for, y'all for coming on, me. and uh, we hope that we'll have him back on when he has a state championship ring for football. That's right. I got a question. You think we're, maybe next week? Uh, on Friday night, so whatever? I know you got like a, a ton of um, you know media problems, or whatever. You think maybe me and Kenny can get ten minutes every time after a football game, well, home games? Any time. Come on. That's, the but, mouth of the ATMC problem is the guy you're going to have to fight for that. Oh, well, that's uh, no problem. Sam? Can, yeah, yeah. We, we, Kenny can body slam him, then yeah. I'll just do the interview with you. Yeah. I mean, this has become like a media hotbed. I mean, I got you guys, we got ATMC, we got Brian Slattery with the Beacon, yeah. Jackson Fuller with the Star, and Tim Howard with Coastal Preps. I mean, we're well, just like... Well, I'm just telling you, Thorn Lads... We're the first nice. podcast. Yes. You're the first podcast. Live this podcast. Is, this Live is, show. This is new media. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so like here's it. what I'd like for you to do, if you can. If you've got coaching friends out there in the conference where say, hey, go on the pod. I, yeah. don't, want their, I don't want them to have exposure, though. <laughs> That's fine. We can dog them, though, because we, we both went to West. So. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I could mm, jab we them. We got a lot of good people. I'm just – But, I, we, you know, we're just trying to – We're trying to we're trying get, to get famous. Yeah, we're trying to get our name out. We're trying to go to ESPN. I ain't going to lie. We're trying to get ESPN, baby. We're trying to be on there. We're Monday Night Football. ESPN. You should shoot higher than me, though. Monday, Monday Night Football. We got to no, start man. somewhere. We got to start with you. You're, you know how they say, you, you know, football practice, you got to lay your foundation. You are a foundation. Yeah. Boy, I'm not. You know, in the Bible, they talk about building your foundation on a rock. Cause if that's it's why we built, got, if it's we built, built on, on this rock. If it builds on sand, it's going to wash away. When this is not sand, call, baby. You sure. are rock. I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure if you went rock or sand. No, here, babe, we got rock. We'll find out. Yeah, but we want to thank you seriously from yeah. all my hearts. Just thank you for what you're doing for Schlote. Thank you for what you're doing for West Brunswick High School. Both of us being alums. Thank you for making Friday night lights fun again. We just gotta wait till like February. Yeah, February. It's gonna at least it won't be 900 February. degrees. That's what I'm thinking about. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pumped about it. it. Won't be 800 degrees after watching a football game killing mosquitoes. Yeah, we'll see. But thank you from the bottom of my heart. So seriously, and thank good you luck guys. this year and. Hey, good luck on everything. Yeah. Thorn Last Sports. We out. We Peace. Out.